right, it's the Keith to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Rays 5-4 to four on Wednesday night at the Trop to win the three-game series, two games to one. Uh, they won on Monday night 4-2. to two. They lost on Tuesday night 5-4, to four, and they win on Wednesday night 5-4. to four. And uh, that Aaron Judge ball that he hit on Tuesday night to nearly tie the game with two outs in the ninth that went to the warning track and left. Uh, if that had gone, maybe they win that game. Maybe they sweep another series from the Rays. But as it is, they took care of business once again. I said they needed to go down to the trop and win one game. They went down there and they won two, won the series, put the Rays another game behind them. And as I've said now for the last week plus, the Rays are eliminated from the division. The Blue Jays are eliminated from the division. The Red Sox were eliminated from the division a long time ago. The Orioles never had a chance in the division, and it's over. I mean, it's another three games off the schedule for the Rays head-to-head against the Yankees, who the Yankees are now 7-3 and three against. The Yankees have a 12-game lead over the Blue Jays. They're 12-and-a-half over the Red Sox. They're 14 over the Rays. Uh, just an insurmountable lead at this point, given the way the Yankees have played, given their pitching staff. Uh, they'll never have a lengthy losing streak. It's hard for them to stack losses, given the fact of how good their pitching has been. So what you see from the Yankees is what we're going to get throughout the year. You're going to see them continue to win games. You're going to see them continue to win series. And uh, it's just it's just absurd and ridiculous at what they're doing now at 51-18, and 18, 33 games above 500, 145 plus 145 run differential. Just simply outstanding, and then the twenty-nine and seven record at home is great. The twenty-two and eleven on the road is, is just as well. It's just as crazy. And now they'll go home for four games against the Astros, who they'll see for the first time this season uh, in what is a big series, an anticipated series. Certainly, the Astros don't want to go to New York. They don't want to have to hear it from the fans uh, what they'll hear over the next four days at Yankee Stadium. But it's deserving and. To get into Wednesday night's game, Jordan Montgomery got the ball. He wasn't any good. Six innings, nine hits, two walks, 11 base runners in the six innings. Gave up four and runs. Gave up two home runs. Uh, just wasn't good, but somehow was able to grind through six and, and keep the damage at four. And then the bullpen, which these three relievers, Clark Schmidt, Michael King, Clay Holmes, those three, along with the starting pitching, along with Aaron Judge, have been the team's MVPs this season. And Schmidt, King, and Holmes gave the Yankees three scoreless out of the bullpen. One hit, a walk, three Ks. Kept the, kept the damage where it was from Montgomery at four and let the offense have a chance to come back, and they did just that. Uh, Aaron Judge, two for five in the game, two home runs. He now has 27 home runs on the season. His MVP campaign couldn't have had a better season in what is a contract year and what is a year in which he turned down a $230 million Contract extension from the Yankees, seven years, $230 million, quarter of a billion dollars turned down, and it's looking like he'll get even more than that uh, in the free agent market. Uh, Jose Trevino once again comes through in the clutch, two-run home run in the eighth to give the Yankees the 5-4 lead at the time, and this guy is just having an unbelievable year. He's hitting 283. His OPS is now at 817. Uh, he has six home runs on the year, which is pretty ridiculous considering that He's played just about exactly half the games at catcher. He's not getting the everyday catching duties, which is at least five times a week. He's not getting that because Aaron Boone continues to give him half the time, continues to give Kyle Agashioka half the time. So what Trevino's done in half of the at-bats, or you know, he's not going to play every day as a catcher, but in what 80% of the at-bats that he should get is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He has as many home runs as Josh Donaldson. 
six home runs. Donaldson has just been horrible. He's hitting 233. He's got a 713 OPS. He has six home runs. Matt Carpenter has six home runs in one-fifth the plate appearances of Josh Donaldson. And Donaldson continues to go up. He's always behind in the count, 0-1, 0-2. He's always striking out. He's always grounding out to third, popping up in the infield. He looks lost. He looks done. He looks finished, washed up. Yeah, every once in a while, he'll give you a moment like he gave you in Toronto when he, uh, you know, stood there and stared at his bomb off Yusei Kikuchi. But any player who's given every day at bats, if you're if you're a player like Donaldson or if you're Joey Gallo or if you're Aaron Hicks, if you play every single day, you're going to have those moments. It's not like you're just going to go over the rest of the season. You're going to eventually have a moment. But it's the two weeks, the three weeks between these moments that are just crushing. So Donaldson, yeah, he had a big home run the other day. I don't expect that often from him. I don't expect it ever from him now. Given that we're more than 40% through the season, and he's just been abysmal. And the Yankees owe him $24 million this year. They owe him $24 million next year. Took the entire salary to get him in that trade to get Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who once again had an 0-3 for night at the plate, did draw a walk, but just continues to try to make it out as fast as he can. If he doesn't make it out on the first three pitches, it's a miracle. Last night, one at bat, he was like 1-0, next pitch, boom, pops it up. Just has no power in his back, can't barrel a ball. Sure, he makes a lot of contact, but he puts the ball in weakly. You know, maybe he'll float one over the infielder's head. Maybe he'll get a swinging, you know, infield bunt single. That's what this guy is providing. And, yeah, he's had a couple moments. He had the moment against Cleveland a couple months ago. He's had a few, you know, clutch hits on a seeing eye single ground ball up the middle. But he's just not been good either. And then there's Joey Gallo, who was 0 for 2 with two walks. Uh, just continues to be nothing at the plate. Um, LeMahieu, 1 for 3. Rizzo for four with a walk. We're really bad night for him. John Carlos Stanton, 0 for three, but did draw two walks. Carpenter had a single before being pitch hit for, for Glaber Torres. Uh, but overall, the offense, five runs and seven hits. You know, it's what the Yankees do. They they don't get a ton of hits. They do get a lot of base runners. You know, they had eight walks in the game. They had 15 base runners in the game, only scored five runs. But they sit around and they wait for that big moment, and it usually comes for this team. It was the Trevino home run in this game, whether it's been the Rizzo Grand Slams, the Judge home runs, uh, the Higashioka home run last week against McClanahan. They just wait around, and they usually get that multi-run home run that puts them over the top. And that's what's made this team special. That's what's made this season special. That's why they're 51-18, and 18, because things go their way. They win high-scoring games. They win low-scoring games. They win one-run games. They shut out teams. They can win scoring two runs. Their record scoring three runs is ridiculous. They're just doing everything that a baseball team can possibly do. And through 69 games at 51 and 18 is, is simply remarkable. And they've done a lot of damage to the Rays who are trying to tread water, trying to float and, and stay alive without Wander Franco, without Brandon Lau trying to do what they can to stay in this race. They're buried now in the division race. They'll have to play for one of the three wildcard bursts, which they don't even hold anymore. Uh, but it's good to see that the Yankees have turned things around against the Rays, a team that owned them over the last four seasons in the regular season, won the postseason series against them. 
and now the Yankees are winning games against the Rays that they would have lost in recent seasons. That's a game they lose in recent seasons. The night before, they almost come back. That judge ball just missed it to the warning track and left. The night before that, they win a close game against the Rays. All these games against the Rays are always close, and the Yankees seem to be winning a lot of them 7-3 and three against the Rays this season. And Paredes on the Rays, he hits three home runs on, on Tuesday. He hits another one on Wednesday. The Rays, when they traded for Austin Matthews, everyone was like, what the fuck are they doing? But if you look at Austin Matthews in Detroit, he's got no home runs this season. And you look at Paredes, who they got for him, and of course they get a guy who crushes the Yankees. It's just what they do. The Rays never lose trades. And every guy they get seems to just hurt the Yankees. When it was when they got rid of Archer, who hurt the Yankees, they got Glasnow, who hurt him, they got Meadows, who hurt him. They, they just get these guys who just never stop against the Yankees. You know, they got Jimmy and Choi, who was a Yankee in 2017 for a few games. He's, he's always right there in the middle of things for them. It's just, it's never ending. It really isn't. And it's it, the, to go back to the Austin Meadows trade, it was quite, why did they do that? No one knew. You know, this guy's hitting 28, 25. He's a 25 to 30 home run guy. Traded him for Paredes, who had done nothing <laughs> in his career. And he's he's been pretty solid this year. I mean, his, his OPS is now 817 with the last two big nights. But it was the same thing when they traded Blake Snell. Why are they trading Blake Snell coming off that season in which they went to the World Series? And he's been atrocious for the Padres. They traded Longoria. His career fell off a cliff. They traded Archer. His career fell off a cliff. They they always trade guys at the exact right moment. And the guys they get back always seem to help them. So they continue to operate the same way. They just had unfortunate injury luck here over the last few weeks. You know, missing Franco, missing... Lau, who are two of their bigger bats, and they and they can't afford to lose guys like that. They don't have the depth of a team like the Yankees. When they when they're missing guys, you look at this lineup; it's it's not good. Yandy Diaz, Ramirez, Choi, Rosarena, Paredes, Mejia, Low, Bruhan, Balls. That that seven eight nine is really bad. There's days the Yankees run out there like Hicks, Kiner, Falefa, Hagashioka, Gallo, something like that. That's that's really, really bad, and the Rays would take that any day of the week over some of the lineups they've put together recently. So the Yankees went there. They took care of business. They would go 4-2 and two on this trip to Toronto and to Tampa. I thought they needed to win one in Toronto. They needed to win one in, in the Tampa. If they went 2-4 and four on this trip, yeah, it would have stunk, but they would have done their job. They would have only pulled a game off to the Blue Jays and a game off to the Rays. Instead, they get a game against the Blue Jays, and they get a game against the Rays. They just continue to to win. Now they'll go home and see the Astros, who are playing very, very well. And for as good as the Yankees have been, and they could win 120 games this season, when it comes to the postseason, it'll still be scary against the Rays. It'll still be scary against the Blue Jays. You can't feel good even when they play the Red Sox, who aren't any good, but that their middle of the other 2-3-4 is the best in baseball. And then there's the Astros, who you'll never feel comfortable against. I'll never feel comfortable against. The 15 wildcard loss to them, the 17 ALCS loss to them, the 19 ALCS loss to them. At some point, the Yankees are going to see them in the playoffs, and they're going to have to beat them, and it's probably going to be this October. The Astros will be right there. And they're not the Astros with Furlander and Cole and Granke and Morton and, and 
the staffs that beat the Yankees in the past, but Verlander's there. Framber Valdez is there. Christian Javier is there. Jose Arquiti's there. They still have good arms. And they still have that lineup, with which lost Springer, lost Correa, and they haven't missed a beat. They've got Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Tucker, Gurriel, uh, Alvarez, who's just ridiculous, uh, Pena now at short. Their, their lineup, just they're just churning out quality bats. They lose a bat, they replace it with one that's just as good or better. So to think what would have happened if they ever kept Springer and Correa and still had this lineup would have been ridiculous, but I'm glad they didn't. So Yankees-Astros begins on Thursday night, four-game series. So Yankees will use everyone in this series but Montgomery. So you'll get Tyone, Severino, Cole, Cortez, everyone except Montgomery. Um, and Jamison Tyone gets the ball against Framber Valdez on Thursday night in the series opener. I will be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.